Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate, as well as my toy photography Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Chris Ayers. I'm co-host of the podcast, The People v. Batman v. Superman, and the upcoming show, DC Legacy Filmcast. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at Chris A. Creative. All right, cool. And today, we are covering Man of Steel, minute number 27. The minute starts with Clark examining a thought-provoking school bus, and then the minute ends with a young Clark back in Smallville in a school bus... Um, that is sinking into a lake. Mm. Um, so back in British Columbia with, you know, 33-year-old Clark, um, there's a school bus that passes by him, and it kind of has an impact on him. He's kind of staring and studying this bus, and um, I guess in a way, but I kind of have questions about this later now. Um, <laughs> Does he look at every school bus like this? And yeah. Constantly remember <laughs> because it's, it um, bit, like it's just right now after his harrowing uh, oil rig saving duties. Because watching these uh, these couple minutes here, uh, I thought this would be Clark's first heroic act. You know, maybe that would have an impact on you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Maybe it's just the post-traumatic stress of it all. We'll make you look at a school bus and be like, hmm, remember that time that there was that accident and I saved like those people? Every time you look at a school yeah. bus. But I thought, you know, maybe this is his first heroic act. Later on in the film, or later on in these minutes, Pete Ross's mother is like, yeah. this isn't the first time he's done something like this. Yeah, and it so kind of throws everything out the window. So I'm, It almost makes it seem like what was... <laughs> yeah, what was <laughs> his first act? What And... and if this school bus was this accident was such a, a big deal, um, what were the previous like accents or any act of heroism that he he's done in the past? Like what what, what were those about? If if he was at a younger age, uh, anything. But like know. this seems like just the thought sight of a school bus is so thought provoking and and making him just like oh I wonder if he like goes around looking at other things like he sees just like maybe there was a tree that had a a limb that was down he's like oh I remember that time I climbed the tree and fell out yeah he's yeah. just constantly remembering everything I don't have a problem with the uh, you know him having like a moment thinking about the school bus and like it reminding him of something I just I think his facial expressions he looks more like like there's something wrong like <laughs> what just, maybe I should follow this bus to see he, if it yeah, falls off a bridge? His, his face, he kind of is like, it's like he he didn't know like more than one school bus existed. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that that's a school bus. That's true. It's like, uh, what's wrong with you, man? It's a school bus. It, you know, they're everywhere, man. Yeah. Did you guys ever have to do the school bus drills, you know, when they would stop and you have to jump out the back door? Yes. And, like, help other students down? Yes. I have yeah. notes about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> where was any of that? <laughs> well, it was in a lake. People freak out. Okay, I get it. I understand it. But still, I feel like there's always that one kid. I don't know if I was that one kid that would think, okay, emergency exits. But that just seems natural to me, even yeah. in, like, crashing things. Now that you like... mention it, whenever, all throughout middle school and high school, like, I'm not kidding. Every time I got onto a school bus, I always sat um, my in favorite. In the emergency seat, right? Yeah. The window? Yeah. The emergency window. Knew, like, oh, well, it's, that was my favorite seat yeah. in the bus. <laughs> That's where all the troublemakers sit, man. It's so far away from the driver. 
Yeah, no, I'm always sitting by not the emergency like the back window. No, the one on the, the sides. Side. Yeah, on the side. In yeah. case anything happens, it's like one, I'm getting out of here first. Two, I know what to do in this situation. Exactly. I was always sitting by the emergency side window. I do have the same like when I fall when I come up behind a school bus in traffic and, and you know you see that back window. I'm always I'm always uh, reminded of those drills because I remember jumping out of that school bus. It seemed like it was about thirty feet down when you you know when you're a little tiny kid. Like yeah, another kid has to like help you jump down. It feels like such a precipitous fall, and it's really not. It's only a couple feet, but I still, I still get 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 anxiety just looking at the back of a school bus in traffic. So, I think we all have that. God Maybe that's what's going on with him. Yeah, <laughs> PTSD of school bus he, drills. For he Clark sees Kent. the school bus. He's like, man, I gotta sit down. This is heavy. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, we're taken back to Smallville in a flashback, and uh, we're introduced to thirteen-year-old Clark this time. Um, this is about five years after the last flashback. Yeah. That whole incident. Um, this one, this Clark Kent is played by a Dylan Sprayberry, who's mostly known in Teen Wolf, but great casting. The, the show, not the Marty McFly film. Are you you serious? He's from Teen Wolf or is he in in now? Uh, this one who plays 13 year old Clark. Yeah. He's He's in Teen Wolf. He's in the Teen Wolf show. The guy who plays Superman on the Supergirl show was in Teen Wolf as well. I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he was a wolf. I don't I haven't seen that show, so I have no idea. I've never seen the show, so I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird connection. Yeah, he plays. Uh, I, I I don't remember his last name, but he plays a character named Liam. So get the lights. Someone out there will 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 know, and they'll hit us up, and they'll be like, "He was this guy," and this like, "Get it right," and it's like, "Whatever, man." Not to be confused with Liam. You need to email. Email the Teen Wolf Minute con- uh, podcast. They all know that stuff. Oh, I, said, God. I thought this was great casting for that kid, though. I mean, this kid's got just piercing blue eyes, which just screams. Superman, he really, in my he opinion. really does look like a young Henry Cavill in, in kind of a strange way. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I mean, like his his jawline and his face is a little obscure, but it's not. You know, he not everybody can be perfect chisel, chiseled human beings like Mister Cavill. Over yeah. Here. <laughs> well, as far as like young act, like young casting, so that they look like the older person that they play, they do a pretty good job here. The only part that I don't find believable is the nose, because the nose looks different. Yeah. Um, but it's more believable than like, um, Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd kind of like that doesn't translate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here it translates pretty well. I think it's funny that he's being picked on here because this guy looks like he's going to grow up to be captain of the football team or your homecoming king. You know, he's, he, I don't know. <laughs> um, I was reading uh, a little, I think, what was it? Right before we started doing these few minutes, I was just skimming through some of my, some, some of my books that I have. And I think, um, oh gosh, I think it was in earth one where uh, Clark was, was talking to his mom and saying like, um, you know, the kids constantly pick on me. They, for some reason, they, they kind of know I'm different. They kind of sense it. So it makes it seem like, uh, you know, these kids in this world kind of have like this kind of kind of intuition that they know that Clark is already different, and um, he knows that he's different. So he kind of just shuts up and keeps to himself, which makes him even weirder of a kid. So even with his dad, well, yeah, they look, mentioned in in the other flashback when he was like eight that his parents make it a point to like keep him separated sh- yeah, from others. Inside, so his yeah. parents kind of add to it. His parents are like. Here's a special needs kid. Just you know, be easy on him, and don't they don't let him hang out with anyone else. So the kids have nothing else to do but to you know yeah. gossip about this strange kid. 
I guess, yeah, Lana's, I guess, is only for, especially, you know, of course, in this universe, too. But I think it's in, I think it's in Dawn of Justice that uh, John Kent says the Lang farm was was down the down the road from them when when there was a oh, yeah. incident right yeah am i correct on that yeah the drown yeah the drowning horses and yeah all that stuff lang's farm so i assume that they became friends just because you know next door neighbors which is a very common theme in, in all the books mm-hmm. well, that's lana lang right next to him right where pete says is that your girlfriend yeah I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be lana lang even though it doesn't look like what we think of her because she typically has red hair in the comics yeah in the i think in the very next minute uh pete's mother says lana saw it too and that boy from the other family saw it she says lana yeah yeah so, so it's definitely lana she um, got the freckles <laughs> that's it yeah no in this minute we are introduced to pete ross um <laughs> i don't know about you guys but i've never heard those phrases no, uttered by someone down. before i wrote them down ass wipe i've heard that's a common one but dick splash I don't know what the hell a dick splash is. I just feel like, I don't know. It's like a kid, like, look at how creative I can be with this profanity. Yeah. And it's like, that's terrible. Who says that? I almost, I almost wondered if it was foreshadowing, at least the word splash, because the next thing that happens is the the bus splashes down into the river. Oh, I man. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> The, the the Pete the Pete Ross in the comics doesn't doesn't look like this guy either. Pete Ross was you know very like Midwestern corn fed you know. Yeah. Um, this kid, this kid it more recently. Is he like your typical bully where he's like a? No, he's he like, usually not even that much of a bully. He's usually his friend. And mm-hmm. like I mean they have like their you know especially in the newer incarnations they have their differences but they become they become friends but he's like that. They they before he was like the down home country kid you know Pete Ross but now they made him this fucking sorry this redhead you know fatso with a horrible sense of I mean uh, maybe curse it's words. maybe it's a a point to make like maybe like okay let's make a guy who feels very vulnerable to the point where he has to like bully another kid to make himself feel better so he's kind of like you know even the profanity maybe it's like a hey look at me like pay attention to me because I can make fun of someone else. So I can feel like on top. Yeah. So yeah. they kind of, maybe un- they, maybe they do that. You're like, unzipping me, Doc. You're unzipping me. I don't, I can't handle all this. <laughs> <laughs> the the fact that um that Clark is being bullied on this on the bus is important because he saves the bully at the end. But it doesn't have to be Pete Ross necessarily. You didn't even have to name this kid. It, it wouldn't matter too much. Yeah, you really didn't. I mean, it's just it just seems like it's it kind of makes that the whole universe a little bit smaller especially even when they have later on in the film the callback to 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 older him it's just like yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. need to be there but i guess it makes a sense of oh yeah we're back home this is, i know everything it only people. yeah i guess Small it town. it only really plays a part when you know Pete Ross is the one able to pinpoint like oh yeah Clark Kent lives over on that farm over yeah, there yeah in the investigation it really only helps out uh, yeah i think Lois. that's yeah, pretty much I mean, why that's there Pete's a character that's been around for years. He was in Superboy number 86 in 1961 was his first appearance. And he's, yeah, like you said, he's never been a bully. He's just a best friend. He's a guy that Clark can count on, just like Lana. He's kind of the counterpoint to counterpoint to Lana. Um, even in, in the modern version of the comics, he was married to Lana Lang for a while. Then they got divorced. And then he was the vice president under uh, President Lex Luthor for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when Lex got impeached, Pete Ross was actually president of the United States for a very short amount of time. So in, in this one, he, he manages an IHOP. <laughs> Close, but you know. Hey, man, small victories. 
I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, that's... I didn't... I, I am not the Superman lore diver. I usually... Nate usually knows all that stuff. Um, but I didn't know that about Pete Ross. I didn't know he was that, like, prominent of a character in, in Superman myth, like, mythos and comic book and so forth. Um... Why did why did Lois go to Pete Ross? Why didn't she go to Lana? That's the thing. That's sorry. Save it for another minute. My bad. Yeah. Was there was there an adult Lana in this one or or Batman v Superman? I don't think so. Just the kid. So, yeah, just the kid. But yeah. I mean, for, just for uh, I, I guess continuity reasons, just for fan base, it makes sense that she would go after. Well, maybe she did go and talk to Lana. Lana was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy, lady. There's no nothing here like that. Trying to protect him. Eh, could be. Now I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to like remember the film now i'm just making up things in my head <laughs> well it doesn't seem like the pete and clark are really good friends they're just you know they knew each other i guess but it doesn't seem like there was any kind of bond yeah. well there's, there's a later minute where he helps him up off the ground but it's also it's it more seems like that that these kids also picked on pete and pete's like hey uh we both get picked on and you saved my life from drowning so we're cool yeah like some kind of weird bond there it, because he saved his life but not but there's not um any evidence of like a real friendship between them that raises another question now because it's like why did he like why did he reveal where he lived to lois if he was just going to be like yo you saved my life but i'm going to keep your secret superpowers you know a secret and then lois comes up and he's like oh yeah he lives over there it's always the argument of what if lois lane is actually a metahuman and uh she kind of has a way of pulling the truth out of people and getting persu- persuasion out the yin-yang. I've never heard that. that really? The, oh. the theory that you Lois might be guys? a metahuman. Lois no. Lane's superpower is being in the right place at the right time always. That's why she well, fell in love with Superman because she was the persistent reporter that always had to be at the scene. I was thinking more of a, a plot device. She She's secretly a metahuman. Her, her power <laughs> is to be at the right place at the right time. And she's, I mean, she's Frickin' indestructible. She's in all these terrible situations, and she doesn't die. Will of the Force, man. Will of the Force. <laughs> that's interesting. That's what I always chalk everything up to. The Force. It guides everything. <laughs> it's true. Everyone has um, preordained, like, destin- destinies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, metahuman. Jesus Christ. That's a- I'm surprised you have not heard about that from me. I've never heard <laughs> that oh, yeah. at all. I'm a strong believer in that, man. That Lois Lane is a metahuman? Yeah. I mean, if you want to go about the whole ways of her being Superwoman for a little bit, I'll, you know, very quickly write you off. But yeah, well, I know that. I know like there's that whole Superwoman Lois Lane thing, but yes, to be yeah. a metahuman who like knows she's right a time super right... reporter, yeah, super reporter. That's why she's she's a you know she wins all the Pulitzer prizes. And then they're gonna start a whole super reporter family, like Speedster family and <laughs> Bat family. This is just a bunch of super reporters now. But they do have a son in the most recent version of the Superman comics. If Jonathan Kent is just like, if he, you know, he's like one one of the comics, like, you know what? I don't really want to be Superboy anymore. That Damien kid's a real big dick. I'm just going to go follow, you know, being a reporter. And that's it. And he's just like, he puts Jimmy Olsen out of a job because he's always there with a the camera. And he just uses a super speed in flight and everything like Cause that. Because he's dead in Africa. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. While we're talking all these Superman supporting characters, like one of the most prominent next to Lois just gets shot in the head. Oh, I loved it, man. That was, I applauded whenever I saw that it was Jimmy. Like, not like a thing. Why? Oh, just because 
I like Jimmy. I get it. It's it's great. He's always you know he he's the guy on, on the street. Um, but to to kill off that prominent of a character, especially in this universe, where if you think about a relationship between uh, Clark and Jimmy, that it's like super pal related, and you know they're buddy buddy. But then in this universe, that's super real, and everybody is so against the Man of Steel to completely take out that friendship side. It's just. He doesn't even get to, to grow a friendship with uh, with Bruce that we haven't seen yet. So, like, already right there, it's completely absent. So it just kind of yeah. makes this world, like, even more darker than than what it is. And that's I love that. Right. He spends so much time alone. His, his Even his mom, he can't even get really good advice out of his mom. She's kind of lost. Yeah. I mean, I think it was intentional to kill Jimmy Olsen. I just didn't really like it. I mean, he, Jimmy Olsen represents some really kind of Silver Age, very hopeful um the the friendship you know and it's you're right i think that was completely symbolic um but yeah i don't i don't really like it so I and think... it's like this universe this superman just has absolutely no friends i mean it's yeah. it's definitely uh i mean it's, his mom said it well they said it you know his mom doesn't let him play with the kids that's why he has got yeah. no friends and lana was probably just like yo i saw this kid fly off the you know the silo and i decided to keep a secret about it but he looks cute so i kind of like him kind of deal but um <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have any friends. There's there's nothing set in stone that that shows that it's a team or or anything. And that's it's right. one of the things I really enjoy coming out of this this uh, cinematic universe. I don't want to uh, dive too much into it because I kind of want to save some of it for Batman v Superman. Yeah. But I think one, it should they should just not have had Jimmy Olsen in it at all, kind of. Um, but I know that his Superman, like the Superman side of him is supposed to get his supporting character from Lois Lane and his yeah. Clark Kent side is supposed to get the supporting character of Martha Kent. So I feel like Jimmy Olsen doesn't need to be in the film. Um, so I don't know. I guess well, I, I'd be fine leaving him out, but I don't, I think shooting him in the head is like a screw you to the fans. I think, <laughs> I think that's all it really is. Uh, and I think it probably was some yeah. people might take that as like, I don't know, maybe the surprise factor is, is the, what he was trying to get at. Maybe it's just like, like to catch people off guard, you have to do something like that, especially with a beloved character like that. I yeah, mean, and I think the the death of Superman in Batman v Superman was another way of like no one's gonna expect it, so so do it. You know, if you had a whole film that was called the death of Superman, of course you'd be like, well, he's gotta die at the end, right? Yeah, that that, that's like the whole thing. Kind of like um, I don't know, Rogue One. No one expected everyone to die. I mean, some people thought and some people hoped. But when Wait, I haven't seen that yet. What happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> spoiler okay. walls down. So, <clears throat> um, but no, I yeah, I don't want to get too carried away. Uh, S- but Snyder was probably just like, you you want him to have a watch that he could press, and <laughs> Superman will just show up? No, shoot that guy in the head. He's out of here. Yeah. Um, but in this minute, the the bus, the tire pops and spins out of control. And we get some really nice point of view camera angles of yes. the shots of the, the bus crashing through the barricade and into the lake. And I thought this was really well done, um, the way that they, they shot and produced this scene. Yep. Um, I got a note here with the handheld camera, like how we talked about before, mm-hmm. documentary style. Especially yeah. with the guy running out of the car. It's one of my favorite shots in this whole movie um, was that handheld kind of point of view oh following the guys he yeah. looks over the bridge yeah, yeah. i, I love that more than yeah i don't know of, yeah and, and i mean i kansas too i can feel Canada. the the anxiety and like 
I don't know. The I can feel the power of the, of this kind of moment. Yeah, you can it, definitely see like the the bus has like we said has weight to him. You can definitely see that it's like oh yeah, it's probably going that fast. It's it is spinning out of control. Yeah. it's a heavy bus. I think it's probably based on the fact that I've been in a car accident. So it's like when I watch <laughs> this, like I was watching the minute over and over to like make sure I didn't miss anything, and I'm like, wow, that's that's heavy. Yeah, It'd be in a accident. Like I don't know. I think they did a really good job of kind of showing you like how um afraid like someone could be in like this moment it's just like it's kind of if you had just shown this shot to someone and not told them it was a superman film it's terrifying yeah for a car accident in my opinion yeah it seems realistic i think that's really well shot and it's it's very surprising too the way it happens so quickly how 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 quickly your your calm life can you know descend into chaos I wonder if they actually threw a bus off the bridge. It looks real to me. I can't tell if it's CG. Yeah, I think, so, yeah. I think it's all stunts and, and everything. Yeah. I, it almost seems like that bridge, uh, the walls are a little too small. Um, so it kind of seems like it was kind of manufactured for this scene maybe. But I don't know. I, that's all That's all I mean. No, it, I, it I, seems like the bridge is a little bit too small. And it's like, well, no wonder things flying off the thing. No, I, I, think, I think absolutely. I think... Um... You know, they had their production team just build, like, some foam barricades, and they're like, all right, we're going to send a bus through it so it breaks easily. And I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure 90% of this is, is practical. Effects. Practical. Yeah. And, you know, they touched it up with CGI. Yeah. Um, only because I know that that's kind of like how Zack Snyder likes to do things. He, he if it, It's one of those things where it's like, if you can do it practically, do it. Yeah, he gets up right up yeah. to like the, the physical action. If you don't have to use CGI, cuts. then don't do it. It's kind of like um, like the, the Batmobile scene in oh, Batman v Superman. in the cave? No, no, no. Oh. Like his whole like, when he takes out like all of Luther's men at the docks. And yeah. That's like 90% real. And like touch. Uh, the, the chase scene? Yeah. Talk about the chase. I thought that was all CG. There's a lot in the VFX reel of the Batmobile is, uh, is CG stuff. They, I'm sure they shot some of it. Yeah. Oh, I feel, like, the, I feel like that was... Like, uh, I think... I forget the group that does that, like, VFX, like, doc... Where they show you, like, mm-hmm. shot by shot of that chase scene, like, what how it gets touched up and stuff. Um, but there's also a special feature in the extended cut just about that whole Batmobile scene, and they show you, like, what's CGI, what's not, and... Um, for the most part, it's all pretty real. I mean, so, but taking that into consideration, this whole bus falling into a lake, easy. Yeah. Compared, pretty small. Yeah, it's easy, but it's it's also impressive at the same time. Oh yeah. It it reminds me of the chase scene in The Dark Knight, where one of the uh, like the police trucks just flies off and just ends up in the river. They you know they actually did that, which was which is really cool. In when they're underground in the dark night, uh, when Joker takes the big truck and he's trying to oh oh okay, okay. Harvey Dent's in the thing and he's chasing him and yada yada you know you know what I'm talking about I can't form a complete sentence right now <laughs> it's all good it happens to the best of us um, and then we see so it's starting to sink people are freaking out you know the whole evac test that you learn as a kid goes out the you know well it doesn't go out the window because no one's opening the windows is the bus driver <laughs> is he he's, he's yeah he's he out? out he's yeah. out there's a shot of him that's just like that's that's on the on the steering wheel he's out people Which, are freaking why out he, why did he just shove the stop sign oh when you hit the e-brake is that what it if, does it flies okay. out. yeah 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 and the doors open too i think 
Well, I noticed the door was open because obviously that water was just pouring in from both the front and the side yeah. there. No, I'm pretty sure when you rip the e-brake, the stop signs like flip out, and that's why. So he wasn't just saying like, "Oh, don't worry, the stop sign will <laughs> save us." <laughs> um. But yeah, so it, you know, it's flooding really quickly. Mm-hmm. Nice, clean-looking water is filling the boat for some reason, and you know, Clark, you know, he's thinking, "I have to save these people." But then he's also, right before the minute ends, he kind of gives a look back, and he's like, if I do this, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. Right? Or am I wrong? No, you're right. I, I agree. It's it's definitely like a, uh, he's 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 kind of second-guessing himself. Um, it's probably just, you know, Jonathan Kent, just he's probably got yelled at a lot. <laughs> so you, you have no choice, really, when you think about it. It's, you have to save these people. Yeah. And it's exactly. your classmates. I mean, exactly. Gonna... No, I agree, Chris. Yeah. I, it's you know, it's like you have no choice. You can't just like his moment of hesitation comes from his parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can totally understand the hesitation because anything I did as a as a kid, I was second guessing because I don't know how the world worked or how any of this worked. Right? Like you're kind of lost as a kid if you know if you're not getting good guidance from your parents or teachers. Everything's everything's second guessing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like to talk about, like, oh, you should always want to help others and stuff. But then they, people also tell you a lot of times to like, kind of worry about your own self and, like, think about what's really important. And, you know, obviously, like, if you were in a situation, like, you want to help people. But then, you know, the whole the, the lectures that you get from your parents telling you to kind of stand down, kind of go out the window. Yeah, it's really conflicting, kind yeah. of conflicting conflicting like lessons that they teach you i don't know um so he he does kind of give a moment a pause to to reflect on what he's about to do is it a reflection of like what he's about to do or is it more reflect a reflection of should i do it i think it's a reflection of it's uh it's more it's it's more of a it's gone past the should I. It's gone past, like you said, like the have to. So it's kind of just like a, yeah. He already I, knows I, I that he's to going do to this. do this. Let me look back and and kind of just, uh, you know, make sure that I that I'm doing I'm doing the right thing. So it's just it's it's still like a second guess. I, I think in my opinion, it's uh, I don't know if it <laughs> if him getting like grounded or yelled at by his parents is outweighing the. the the, the side that all his classmates are about to die and drown, I think it but. is because I think later on in the minutes like he's gonna get yelled at for exactly what he's about to do yeah but then again later on in the minutes what is he supposed to do let him die and I think that's what where his his brick wall comes from that's like a extre- you know slam like what am I supposed to do let him die and that's when he looks back and sees them all exactly sees that they're all that's exactly what he's doing he's like what everything. why wouldn't I do this if this was the earth three Superman like Ultraman he would be like, I'm going to let these people die because that guy made fun of me. That's exactly what he would do. <laughs> sure. I think it's also like trying to figure out what to do because it's sort of a physics problem, you know, with like the volume of water rushing in and like trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's hard. Like, do you let it fill up and then try to get people out or you push it up? Yeah. I mean, I, immediately. He does let it fill up, which I think is the, the right thing you're supposed to do when you get a car and you don't you op- open the windows real fast. Let it all fill up and then open the door. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because the pressure once once the once it's like you're in a bubble and like the pressure on the outside is too great to even break the window sometimes to get out. So the door. Yeah. All right. Hmm. He's smart. He's a smart kid. He's he's learning pretty pretty quick. Yeah. 
There's a book like that, right, where he's trying to save people underwater, and they, like he just thinks about it a lot. He's like, "Is it Superman Unchained?" Where he's like, "All right, these people are trapped." Yeah, like I think it is two point something was... seconds. I gotta make sure I get this person, and then it, like so. There's a couple of panels where he's just thinking the whole situation out, and then he does it. And I think it's Superman Unchained. Yeah, I think that was Unchained. Mm. So I mean, I that, that's that another. Book. Yeah, it's another theory. Maybe he's just trying to. Like he knows he's got to do this, but maybe he's like, I got. If I'm gonna do it, I gotta be smart about how I do it. So, we also don't know what his power level is at this point. Can he lift that bus over his head? You know, like oh yeah, who knows? Maybe see like an action comics kind of cover or something, but obviously not. I don't think he knows what his, you know, how strong he is, because he's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's tested it. Because, again, he's, he's never scolded enough. It's not like he's ever lifted a school bus before. No. Unless he's, like, lifting his, his dad's truck, like, every now and then just to kind of see how strong he is. I wonder if he was, like, the kind of kid that, um, you know, it was too embedded into his head to, to not act on his power. So he kind of just, like, sat in his room and, and did normal farm things and not used any power. He's been suppressing his yeah, power so constantly. much that he doesn't ever test it out yeah i think i think that that that's probably where i stand that's my opinion on uh on this version so maybe he's thinking can i even do this like i want to save these people but will i be able to he's more of a think he's more of an act than before you know act before thinking so he doesn't the question's irrelevant he's just gonna go and do it and see if it if it works yeah because he would rather do that than not do it at all. That's all I got for that one. That's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got for 27. Chris, is there anything you got for this minute? No, that's it. All righty. All righty, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And don't forget to check out Chris's podcast, The People v. Batman v. Superman, and also DC Legacy Filmcast. And we'll catch you guys here on the next one here at DC Cinematic Minute.